It's time to get far out with Todd Perry, Buck Perez, and I'm your announcer, Elliot Dagan. Hi, everybody. This is Todd Perry, and uh, we're back with the Far Out Podcast. To the right of me is the great Buck Perez. Molly Hogna. How are we doing? How are we doing, Buck? And uh, I'd like to say uh, aloha to Elliot Dagan, the show's announcer. Uh, aloha to actually, you, my good friend. I'm hanging loose. Actually, Elliot is from Tahiti. Did the Tishan out, <laughs> so we would say talofa. Really? Do they say that? Yes, they say talofa. My father lived in the islands for many years, yes. Oh, so you know, you know the deal. Yes, I do. Uh, on the islands? The big island? Yeah. Yes, the big island, yes. A touristy one, yes, but yes, he lived on the island. Now, we have a, a nice laid-back Hawaiian vibe on today's show because I feel you like, know. you know, everybody who does podcasts does the wacky news, and I, I felt like if we did it kind of with a um, tropical feel, it would really, it would bring something new to podcasting. It's new to a game, yeah, especially out here, off the island. Yeah. Yes. And uh, we have uh, right now, uh, uh, announcer Elliot and I have on our finest Hawaiian shirts. Elliot has something very tiki looking. I like that. And uh, I have on my Hawaiian shirt because every man has to have one Hawaiian shirt in their repertoire just because, especially as you get older, people start inviting you to Hawaiian parties and shit. Yeah. (laughs) Does this happen? Yeah. I've I've had to go to fundraisers for like the school that my wife works at, Mm. dressed in aloha attire. And... um, it's something that I've been forced to wear many times, so I keep one Hawaiian shirt always on me, just in case I get invited to such a, a, a drinking occasion. Wow. I gotta say, my dad's wedding t-shirt was a Hawaiian shirt for that years. That is laid back, my <laughs> friend. That is fucking awesome. Wow. Because the people that wear Hawaiian shirts and all stuff are very laid back type people. You right. Know? You, when you encounter them in, in your life, I usually, if I'm serving someone and they're wearing a shirt like that, I always greet them with aloha. Because that's the type of frame of mind they're in. Right. Either that or I want to draw attention to everyone in the crowd that, hey, this dipshit's wearing a Hawaiian (laughs) shirt right now. (laughs) Let's make fun of them. Yes. But yeah, and the funny thing, the Hawaiian shirt has many different things. Like in LA, like you'll find people who live in the beach communities of like Orange County, like the rich white guys, eventually in order to seem chill and like not uptight. Yeah. Like the rich conservative white guys in Orange County, like they go out and they wear the Tommy Bahama like $200 Hawaiian shirt. I would say once the gray hair starts setting in, then it's then it's become part of the uniform. Yeah, yeah I remember one time I went to a concert in uh, in in L.A. and it was uh, Ray Davies from the Kinks was playing, who's a personal god of mine. Sure. And uh, I thought, okay, what's this audience going to be? Is it going to be like? I figured it was going to be like hipsters that love the Kinks because it's pretty you know hip band at this point still. <laughs> Elliot, the youngest one on the show, is looking confused. No, 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 no I'd have to agree. It's uh, would you yeah. want? Would you want to go see? Would I? Hells yeah! Hells yeah! Elliot and I have been to see Ray Davies. Davies <laughs> Clinking freaking glasses right now. But Oscar and I were at a show where Set like... Set me up for that one, didn't you, Elliot? Oscar and I went to the first time I saw Ray Davies, and I was like, is this fucking a Don Ho concert? Because it was nothing but 50-year-old white guys in Hawaiian wow. shirts was the entire audience. But uh, that Was be- there weed smoking on Smoking weed? Pakololo? Yeah, you smell any of that Maui wire? I didn't smell any Maui wire Pakololo. No, no. Do you speak pigeon? I, I could never understand them, what the fuck they were saying when they were doing that shit. Yeah, but I did hang out with people that spoke in. They made fun of me <laughs> behind my back. 
You're Howley. Much like, much like people who speak Spanish out here. Yeah, I was Howley Buck for a little while. I Howley as, Buck. I was known as Howley Buck. Yes. How many times have you been to Hawaii, Buck? <laughs> I'm, I don't want to brag. It's, I've been there a lot. Yeah, I've been there a lot. My dad lived there for like seven years, so I've been there quite a bit. And before that, we used to go on vacations and stuff there. So I do feel a certain connection with there. I've never been to Kauai. I've always wanted to go there. Maui many times and the main islands, yeah, a lot of times. So good. So you kind of understand the vibe. Like, you feel the music we're playing right now? Oh, I'm taking like, this, yeah. It's a little bit of Lonnie Kai. Oh, Very nice. relaxed, like that old school slack guitar Hawaiian stuff. So I say it's about time to get in the news, so let's do it. Moka Laka Hiki. Far Out News. Kalani. Kawiki Ouli. Kamehameha. The third. JFK's hearse for sale in Arizona. The iconic white hearse that carried the body of President John F. Kennedy after his assassination in 1963 is putting up for auction during a high-profile collectible car sale in Arizona this weekend. Oh, so they only used it like once or what? Yeah, was it just like once a president dies in the hearse, like you, uh, it's, it's time to move that's on? That's it. It's, it's bad luck. Okay. Like, you don't want to drive in that. But I figured that's got some cachet, right? Like, like the next week, it's like people are uh, bidding on hearses to have for their, their family. And, uh, like, on the sales floor, when they're showing off the different hearses, you can take the, the people in. They decide on one. And then the sales guy goes, let me show you one more. I'd want the car that he got shot in. You know what I'm saying? The Lincoln. I, yeah. I don't want the fucking thing he got hauled to the grave in. He wasn't even alive. Yeah. Yeah. I want some... Some brain yeah. matter. There. I, I got to say, there's not a lot of versatility with a hearse. You know, I can't really go. Like, if you're a single man, you're definitely not going to be able to pick up many uh, chicks outside of the goth range with it, or maybe ironic hipster range. I think the goth bitches would really. I'm, I'm sure the hearse is terrible with gas mileage, but when it comes to like, you know, picking up the goth chicks, it would work. Although it is white, which is not a big color in their community. No, the hip- now when yeah. it was, oh, it's white. Yeah, because that kind of works into my fantasy right now about having. A Ghostbuster mobile. I was <laughs> wanted to get like a, a car like that, like just deck it out with lights. Yeah, the Ecto one. Yeah, just fucking go around because I was deep into that shit. But I mean, that's a big. Shouldn't the, the Smithsonian buy that? Like, it could be a part of the great automobiles collection. Like, they put it right next to that. Uh, what was it? The, the um, oh, Long Beach Airport. Oh. Uh, what was that when when uh, Abraham Lincoln died? They put him in the back of like it was like a. It was almost like a hay cart. Sure. You know, with the big wheels on it. Like, you could have that next to, like, the, the hearse that JFK was in. It would be like the Peterson Automo- uh, Automobile Museum of, like, presidential assassinations. You know? Sure. It's kind of a short list there, though. <laughs> you only got three people. <laughs> Not a very big museum. No. Well, they could have, like, the, the limousine that Reagan got capped at, like, that he was getting into when uh, John Hinckley shot him to impress uh-huh. Jody Foster. It'd be great assassination vehicles. If he knew she was gay, would he have done that? I don't know. Hmm? I don't know. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. If, if Hinckley was trying to impress Jodie Foster knew that she was a lesbian Yeah, later. if he knew that she was gay, would that have changed? I don't know. I think Reagan should have sent a strongly worded letter. Be like, well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, would just, that would be it. Well. I assume that every correspondence from the Reagan office is, well, if you wanted to kill me. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do the Reagan impersonation. <laughs> no, no, no. That's where you draw the line is the Reagan impersonation. If all the bad presidents... <laughs> well, <laughs> Nancy and I... Well, the greatest line from uh, Reagan's assassination was... Uh, <laughs> there were good lines from that day. Okay, yes. Sorry. I Reagan... Missed, I missed it. 
Reagan Reagan looked at uh, the doctors, and I guess allegedly he said, "Well, I I hope you're all Republican." <laughs> yeah, oh. that is awesome. <laughs> that is funny. awesome. Yeah, that's wit. Well, I, I hope you're all Republican. And and the funny thing is that uh, Reagan also, I guess, what they didn't report. I don't even know if this is apropos or interesting, but actually Reagan almost died when he was shot. Yeah. And um, like the bullet almost like hit his heart, but they didn't report it at that time. But later they realized that Reagan almost yeah. almost bit it. Right. We we would have had a uh, President George uh, Bush uh, dur- during that time for a oh, long time. Yeah, that would have been crazy. What if George Bush had ever become president? Well, he d- he did, but oh. it was yeah, it was a bit different. Oh. Mm. A- anyway, moving on. Far out news. Fond du Lac Man says, Wife punched, strangled by ghost. Oh. Michael F. West, 41 of 281 Fond du Lac Avenue. I okay. hope I'm pronouncing that wrong. Fond du Lac. Fond du Lac. Fond yeah, du Lac. you know. The man with no fondue. <laughs> That's what I thought it was. I'm too. sorry. That was, a, that was a fondue related wow. story at first. I need to be put in the, uh, what it was in, in hockey. And <laughs> the timeout. Penalty box. box. Penalty box. Penalty box from yep. Mr. Perry. On Two the, minutes. Uh, bad fondue. Sit down. Trip. All right, continue, Ellie. Was charged Wednesday with strangulation and misdemeanors of battery, disorderly conduct, and resisting or obstructing an officer. West told police the woman got her injuries from falling. When asked specifically about the neck injuries, West reported. A ghost did it. I don't know. Casper did it. What the hell is this? No, that's a friendly ghost. This is a pissed off ghost. Uh, Casper. Yeah, that's a, that's a really low end move. Is going for the uh, the the ghost line, but he's like, "Haven't you seen Paranormal Activity? They're fucking people up in that shit. She got fucked up." You have to keep taking the line like the the lie down the down the its logical conclusion. I'm I'm sure eventually he's being. Uh, interrogated and by the detective and they're like how is your wife dealing with ghosts it was like well she uh she had this psychic thing going and it was uh, the, the ghost came out right in the middle of a seance she was trying to communicate with the ghost of Ike Turner just came down with a big pimp slap it was like you know like trying to give her to the Tina Turner stuff uh, you know and you know, it was other historical wife beater she was trying to get in touch with also through the Ouija board and just slapped her up, uh, upon her head wow now I wonder. This sounds like a premise for uh, one of those Science Channel TV shows. Wow! Oh yeah, Ghost Wife Beaters. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a great show. <laughs> it's a whole show or just an episode? I think you could do a whole show. Series? Hey, they're still looking for Bigfoot, right? Yeah, that's true. You know what? The Bigfoot shows. Here's the deal. Whenever the Bigfoot shows come on, I get really excited that they're going to find something, and then I think if they would have found something, we would have known before the show aired. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, they call it Finding Bigfoot, not We Found Bigfoot. That's true. Well, now, and this guy's got to be really lucky uh, that Lorena Bobbitt's not dead, and that didn't, like, that ghost didn't come and visit that night. Oh, that's true. She could have, like, brought upon the ghost of Lorena Bobbitt, and he would have found, it would have been like Dan Aykroyd in Ghostbusters, where he gets the blowjob from the ghost, where he's laying down on the bed, and then suddenly his, the belt comes off, and then the the zipper zips down, and then his, his eyes roll back in his head. This is what would have happened to the guy. He would have been laying there, but then, snip. <laughs> Not the way he planned. He thought it was like she was coming in attractive, and then, whoosh, off with the wing. Or out news.
Birthday at Chuck E. Cheese turns violent. Ooh. Oh, shit. Dearborn, Michigan. A Dearborn, Michigan woman is hospitalized after witnesses <laughs> say she was assaulted at a Chuck E. Cheese restaurant. Wow. Now, now, the people who might be out of the country or whatever don't know, Chuck E. Cheese is a, it's a, a hell on earth. It's like You're the last place. about. Yeah, it's like, maybe limbo is like this if you're Catholic. And be, be, between heaven and hell, there is Chuck E. Cheese. And it's filled with animal, uh, audio animatronic characters yeah. singing songs, horrible pizza, watered down beer, like low-end video games. It's not like you get a real video game. It's not like there's Street Fighter in there. You are it's- horrible, my friend. Hopefully, you know, the band will, will sing a Beatles cover of it, birthday, you know? It's like Hey Jude, but it's with like awesome. pizza lyrics. Yeah, it's awesome, dude. It's like some guy, like it's, it's like a, some some dog dressed as a hobo, animatronic sitting there being singing Hey Jude, but it, again, with pizza lyrics, it's like, Hey Jude. Anchovy pizza, and then it's just it's just basically telling people to eat more pizza, and then like the the, the salad is horrible, and uh, it's probably one of the worst places on earth. When I used to work at a daycare back in the day, we took the kids to Chuck E. Cheese, and I was watching the kids play skee ball. Sure, so, some kid it was it was in uh, right on the Gardena border in Torrance, and I was watching the kids play skee ball. Some kid unaffiliated with the YMCA camp just walked up, kicked me in the nuts, and walked away. Kicked you in the nuts. Just kicked me in the nuts at the ski ball. Thing. How old was he? Yeah, he was like a little eight-year-old kid. He was sassy. He just walked up, kicked me in the nuts, and walked away. <laughs> I gotta say, uh, the mascot is a rat, and I do remember attacking the rat when he'd come out. Yeah, the rat would come out. People would try to <laughs> beat, be, like, the beat the him. shit out of him. You know? <laughs> oh man, I worked at a at that horrible Starbucks place, but this one customer used to come in who was of the gay orientation. Mm. He actually worked at a fucking Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, no, it's pretty like did sick he, and twisted, right? Did he, <laughs> he fucking, yeah, he said the same thing. Could you just beat the shit out of him? No. <laughs> did he come in dressed in the rat costume? Because like, no, no. they have like the distance, like it wasn't during that time with the. Hey, look, a Colorado. Please, please kill me now. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Oh, look a tribe like tea, please. <laughs> but yeah, and the- then Buck's like, uh, one chai tea for the rat. <laughs> oh, mouse! This is the only joy in my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, getting back. Family members say the woman was celebrating her grandson's seventh birthday yesterday <clears throat> afternoon. Uh, now, can I say, I'm sorry. Sorry to interrupt you. They do serve alcohol. That's right, they do. They do serve alcohol at Chuck E. Cheese, which is, beer. I don't know why you're dissing it. It seems like fun. I want to go there right we, now. We should go there. We yeah. should go to the Chuck E. Cheese in Torrance and go put a good buzz on. You said your birthday's coming up, Todd. We there. You said your birthday's coming up. Live from Chuck E. Cheese. Dude, come on. If we're going to take the show anywhere, Chuck E. Cheese. I, well, the funny thing is with Chuck E. Cheese, it was called Chuck E. Cheese for years, and then the grammar police cracked down. They started calling it Chuck E. Cheeses. Cheeses, yeah. What was that? Wasn't it Chuck E. Cheeses before? But now it's Chuck E. Cheese. No, is it was Chuck E. Cheese, and then they called it Chuck E. Cheeses. So now it's Chuck E. Cheeses. I want to know who the assholes <laughs> were on that like lobbying group that like there was obviously huh. a town hall at some point where some woman was like, "We are telling our kids the wrong grammar when we tell them to Chuck E. Cheese." Look, if you if you're taking your kids to Chuck E. Cheese, you're you're dealing with a much worse problem than bad yeah. grammar. Like the balls, like not not balls, not testicles, but they have a ballroom at Chuck E. Cheese for a bunch <laughs> of sweaty ass kids who are urine soaked. Yeah, jump around in this ballroom and they throw the balls at each other. Completely and they, hygienic. 
Yeah. Everything's on the up and up. It's just full of herpes. No. And like kids who have eaten too much pizza, like they have Im- impacted intestines from There's the amount of some cheese. amount of feces in there. Yeah, but no, it's fun. They're throwing balls at each other. And if you ever, ever got <laughs> smacked in the head with one of those plastic balls, like they, they're not heavy, but they hurt. They sting. They definitely sting. There's a sting on it, and then people will they will uh, clinch the ball, so they put they, they they put some dents in it. Then they hit you with it, and it has like four times the impact of a, of a regular ball. Does this happen a lot? You get hit, blasted by plastic balls. Dude, I got blasted by some balls. Then there'd be the one kid everyone would gang up on, and they just like stand there, and then you'd be half fallen over, Liam. and just they just be get nailed with balls. Yeah, <laughs> and then there'd be some poor like then there'd be like the three year old kid that they're some dumb parent let get in the middle of the melee, right. who then gets like knocked over by some other kids, and then there's tears. And like that place is like, you know, it's it's like the trenches. It's, it's like hanging out in the Maginot line, basically. Right. It's hanging out the ballroom at World Chuck E. Cheese. Shit. When she asked some patrons at a nearby table to clean up their language, that's when witnesses say a man jumped over the tables and started swinging at people. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> <laughs> Freedom of speech. He allegedly punched the woman in the face and dragged her by the hair. This is a man punching a woman. Yes, out of Chuck E. Cheese's. <laughs> wow. Over his language. Oh, boy. Fuck you. She was taken... Maybe it was a ghost. <laughs> it was a big rat ghost. Turn her back, out. it was Casper. Yeah. She was taken to the hospital and treated for cuts on her face and mouth. Wow. Oh, that's bad. But there's a happy ending. The restaurant gave her family a refund. Oh. Stand-up place. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they threw her 30 bucks back <laughs> and 400 skee-ball tickets, actually. My question is, where was Chuck E. Cheese during this shit? He should have been breaking this up. It's his, it's his place. He was out back on his smoke break. <laughs> Imagine what it's Doing like. Doing another line. Yeah. Imagine what it's like to like smoke a cigarette. Like You take the rat head off some kid sees you. It's like, Chuck E., what's wrong with you? Beat it, kid. Imagine having to hold in the fingers. That'd be hard enough. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Chuck E. Cheese outfit has yellow fingers on it. Maybe he does the Hunter S. Thompson. He's got the little uh, holder. There you go. So it just goes in the hold. mouth. Right. Far out news. Kalani. Kawi Kamehameha. The third. Six inmates high on LSD unleash a day of chaos in Fairbolt. Awesome. Oh, this is good times. A Christmas Eve incident involving LSD used by inmates at the state prison in Fairbolt turned chaotic when six prisoners suffered violent drug reactions that wow. sent two to the hospital by ambulance and four to the Twin Cities by medical helicopter. High-ranking correction officers would not characterize the significance of the incident, but they acknowledged that the prison guards were exposed to a sequence of medical emergencies and physical confrontations with violent, hallucinating prisoners. Wow. I'm saying that, you know, there's a, a lot of talk around psychedelic circles that when you are, uh, not that I know anything about this, but let's just say that you're tripping on LSD, that your company has to do with, like, the quality of your high. Like, if you're on good, vibey people... Like, you're, you're going to sure. have a better time on LSD because you're like, oh, I feel so comfortable with you, you know? But if you're sitting um, with the Ninth Street Locos <laughs> and tripping balls in prison, like, that's not going to be on a good Christmas thing. Eve. Yeah. On this Christmas is, Eve. This is a lonely, lonely thing, man. Uh, 
And I'm just saying the lack of visual stimulation, like because you know, if you're in the middle of the desert tripping balls, you've got like the desert to oh. look at, you've got yeah. cactus, you've got the sky, you've got stars. But if you're just sitting in a cramped locale with nothing to do but stare at the water or white walls, yes, like you're like flushing the toilet repeatedly, like that stainless steel ass cold toilet in the prisons, like, <laughs> like fuck, man, I just went down the hole, man, and like that's your joy. And then you've got some guy next to you sharpening. A shiv, it's like I won't, I won't cut you. <laughs> like that's probably the worst place to trip balls, I'd say. Yeah. Like the the chances of getting a bad trip in prison are, are like almost as bad as tripping in Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. You do heroin in prison. You don't do LSD. Yeah, you do something. You don't want to stay yeah. up as well because yeah. LSD keeps people awake. Like you want to hit that bed as soon as possible. Right. Sure. You want to forget where the fuck you are. Right. Yeah. There and is the fact also- they got out. Huh. There is the fact they got out. They got over to a hospital. That's like a. That's, that's kind of a, that's kind of an up, I guess. Yeah, you're tripping balls in a hospital, and then your thoughts about personal freedom, like in the psychedelic <laughs> experience, you're like they're gonna lock me back up. Whoa. Yeah, like that would be a horrible experience. And then I imagine because they always say if you're on LSD, don't look in a mirror. Like the mirror in a prison is like that weird bathroom mirror, like at an Arco station. Right. That's all like messed up, and they got people scribing like G13 in it. And you're looking in the prison mirror, and you're like, "Fuck, I'm in prison." Like, I don't know. It just seems like the worst place, unless you know you have you like find God in prison because you're on an LSD trip. But and then the lack of good music that happens a lot. It's not like you're like, "Oh, put on Animals by Floyd." You know. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like sitting there making beats, like maybe you're clinking a uh, your that that metal coffee cup you have back and forth, like clink 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 clink. And I gotta think the LSD that you get in prison isn't the primo shit, but the wavy gravy brown acid. You're right, right. So you get the low end acid in prison, and then plus it's been like up somebody's butthole. Yeah, there's that. There's and that. that well, it's actually you actually did get the brown, brown acid. acid. Yeah, yeah. I was a, oh, never, knew. <laughs> never knew. All right, so here's how it all happened. About twelve thirty-three p.m. on December twenty-fourth, guards found an inmate in his room lying on the floor and unresponsive. At three ten p.m., a second prisoner was so out of control in his room that he was sprayed with chemical irritant and then restrained. Oh my God! Tell about, tell about the worst thing to happen when you're tripping balls to somebody. <laughs> I imagine that Occupy guy, the guy who was like uh, when the students were occupying up north. What was it? What was that? UC Davis or something? And then the guy yeah, came by and just, just him. hit all the kids sitting down on the ground. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> now, see, you guys are thinking about how wrong. I'm thinking in perspective of the cops. Now, it's Christmas. You think you're going to have a fucking easy-ass night, you know? What the fuck are they going to Fucking, they're fucking, you know, dosed out. You got oh, some cholos, yeah, some cholos trying to fuck with you. Yeah, exactly. Merry fucking Christmas. Thanks a lot, fuckers. <laughs> oh, shit, it's Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Got Maystone LSD. There you go. Oh, it- shit, it's Christmas. Far Out News. Man marries dead girlfriend in joint funeral and wedding ceremony. That's two birds with one stone. Yeah. A man married. A man recently married his deceased girlfriend in a combination funeral and wedding ceremony. Question: This can happen. You can marry a corpse. Uh, Apparently in Thailand. Yeah, let's find this out. Well, I yeah. think well, you know what it's it's an issue of paperwork because if the marriage certificate goes in before the death certificate, 
I mean, you know, at that point, you're just dealing with bureaucracy. Right. You know, and then maybe, think about it this way. I'm thinking bitch had some money because he's trying to marry her to get an inheritance uh, right before the death paperwork clears. Uh, and then therefore, if like, like let, let's say the chick had some money, maybe her family had some money, and then he gets in on that versus just being left stone cold broke after she dies and having to pay for the funeral expenses. That's what I'm thinking. But I'm married. Yeah, so and <laughs> when you're married, you see things differently. It's like, all financial. My wife and I just bought... Um, it is a contract. It is a contract. Thank you. And my wife and I, we just bought uh, life insurance. And now I really got to act right. Because, you know... pre Wife, wife insurance? Li- life insurance? Well, wife. Yeah. <laughs> That's a wife that was a Woody Allen movie. He's like, I don't know what's going on with my wife. And she said, you said wife. He said, no, I said life. Oh, yeah. Rewind the tape. And he looks at the camera. But um, like... With with my wife, like I figured before we got married, we bought a house. And that to me was like, well, it doesn't even matter if you're married or not because now you own property together. And now that's what, if you break up or whatever, like you, that's your ass. Like you got some real shit to divide up. So that was more important than the wedding contract. Real talk. Yeah. But once the life insurance thing kicked in, now I'm like, now you can't cheat or else then you're now worth like 250K if she kills you. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, there is now an incentive that I die, you know, with my wife. All of a sudden, you seem worthwhile. Like, the mortgage gets paid if I die, right. you know? And then she just gets to hang out and doesn't have to deal with podcasts happening. She doesn't have to deal with me watching Mad Men. She doesn't have to deal with a wet towel on the floor. She doesn't have to so, deal with listening to my bad jokes over and over again. Blowing up the bathroom. She doesn't have to... Right, you guys came over tonight, and I was just... Blowing up. But lo- I was just just ridiculously wrecking the toilet. Like, after, when you guys came out to the garage to start setting up the audio equipment, she was like, Todd, you're going to spray again. Oh, no, yeah. We, we were there when she asked to spray. And uh, I will say, yeah. being a man who lives with a woman, I do get that you need to spray comment. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> you need to spray. Yeah, the need, like, that's another thing. She dictates my need to spray. And I did need to spray about that. But, you know, and my wife buys the high-end spray. It's like the, the organic... You know, so did you have to fucking CSI that shit or what? What do you mean? I don't know. Just go over it with a mag light and shit. Oh, to find out. Well, it was just, just to get it clean again. I mean, because oh, it, with it, the toilet, yeah. Because I walked through the to the back and I could, yeah, I got it. Anyway, any, anything more? Speaking to of uh, becoming single again, <laughs> Chadil Deffy, also known as Def Ying Yun. So this guy's got two fucking names. Wait, her name was Death? No, 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 no. Chadil Deffy, aka Def Ying Yun. Is the man? I oh. uh, very, very insulting of you and your lack of Asian <laughs> names, sir. I never met an Asian person named Death. Very Death. D F F. Met one named Fuck. But <laughs> like, there was a guy named Fook that uh, was. It was like Fook Wen that went to our high school. Oof. It was like uh, now. Unfortunate. <laughs> I, I do work with. In the schools, and I have a lot of name cards in front of me, and fuck you has come up. P H O. Oh, and man. You, yeah, you just feel real sorry for that kid. That, I think that, I pulled it out and said, look, someone's going to get this kid today. Don't make fun of this kid, okay? When you're saying the name, just say, Miss You, okay? <laughs> there should be a government organization that when people come over Ellis Island or I don't know how the 
I don't know how people get into this country these days besides running over the People point. should still be coming in through L.S. Island. <laughs> but I think that there should be like a bureau, a government organization. When people come here, they should be screened by this bureau. <laughs> after they've been deloused. Yes. Good. No, I'm, I'm joking. Uh, after people come to the country, there should be a bureau that overlooks the names when they come in. And then when they see someone named Fook Wen, they got to send, send somebody out to the house, like no. someone that's like the cooler and goes and goes, Mr. and Mrs. Wen, um, I think we need to anglicize your, your kid's name. And then they give a list of names. It's like, how about Jacob? How about like... You know, well, Arlene. How about like give him a good name? Maybe possibly, you know, keep with your ethnicity if you're you're Vietnamese and go for like I don't know what's a good Vietnamese name like um, shit. Nothing's coming to mind right now. Viet then Viet yeah yeah Viet Nguyen. That's a great name. There are nine kids named Viet Nguyen at my school. Like switch over to that. Maybe just use the last name twice. Wen Wen. Totally fine. It's a win-win situation. <laughs> oh, wow. It's a win-win situation. Uh, speaking of unfortunate names, I did know uh, King Kong. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. King, actually, apparently, a popular name among the Cambodian community. No. Oh, yeah, Long Beach, big really? Cambodian community. Yeah, with the largest King? Cambodian uh, community outside of Cambodia. And yeah, there's quite a few kings. Wow. I, um, I once had uh, really, really, like, uh, when I worked in radio, I had to buy... Um, because they wouldn't give me health insurance. I had to buy like this really low end, like um, the US health net or whatever health insurance. And, you know, and I had like really horrible bronchitis. Like I had like pneumonia. So I, I had, uh, had to use my really low end health insurance to go see a doctor. And the, well, the only people in the neighborhood that they actually insured was a guy whose office was in little Cambodia in Long Beach off of Anaheim. Nice. And, I went in and literally the guy had a medical degree from the University of Phnom Penh in exile. <laughs> That's worse than the University of Phoenix. In extension. It was he got a he got a degree in exile from after like Pol Pot, who was one of the biggest assholes who ever lived. True. After Pol Pot took over Cambodia, um, this guy bailed and then got his medical degree in abstentia and then was attempting to cure me of pneumonia. But the, the nice thing was he did end up curing me and none of the cures involved a, a chicken bone or like any you know weird blood. It's not like he did a dance and hit me with a chicken bone and was like, you're good. It's no voodoo shit. Yeah, but it was nice. But then we talked about music and he was telling me about that um, uh, Cambodian instrument with like a bow on it called the trahu. He was like, oh, you played the guitar. I, I played a trawu. And we talked about music for a long time. And they started showing me videos of trawu players. This is a doctor's office? Yeah. Like, he was the most attentive <laughs> doctor I've ever get, had. I want to get the fuck out. Like, <laughs> I got pneumonia. Get me out. The nice thing was there's all these Cambodian people waiting because they wanted a Cambodian doctor. And it was just me and all these Cambodians. And it was all these Cambodian magazines. But luckily, they had, like, the New Yorker. They had, like, one New Yorker from, like, you know, 1999. And then all these Cambodian people. And I was like, Cause, well. Because you're the 1%. Hmm? You're the 1% person that comes in there. I was a one no, white guy who yeah, comes in. Yeah, ninety nine percent are Cambodian. You're the one percent. So it was nice of him to like drop me a little bit of uh, the New Yorker just to sit and read some pithy literature while I uh, hacked up phlegm. But uh, yeah, by the way, Angkor uh, Medical Center in uh, Long Beach, good place to go to get cured. And uh, I'd like to thank this Cambodian doctor for keeping me alive. And I also like to thank Buck Perez. Oh, thank you Tom. for showing up on the Faro Podcast today. I'd like to thank Elliot Dagan. Uh, thank you, my brother. Oh, wait. Now I got to end this way. This is Todd Perry saying mahalo. Aloha, aloha, aloha,
Here we are.